some of what some of what I my uh, my text is tonight. Um, Joey spoke on a little bit of it last month, and uh, of course, um, a man that we listened to every Sunday morning was just stepping all over everything I wanted to talk about this morning. But uh, no, no, not not so much, um, not so much. But the uh, the meaning behind a lot of what Jonathan was talking about this morning, different names, but the same meaning of how a revival took place after, uh, after uh, the death of Christ on the cross and the resurrection. Um, they were, it was, it was, they were bold. They were bold in their, um, in their sharing of the gospel. And that's, uh, that's kind of what happened. And this started immediately after, um, the uh the the death on the cross so uh my main my main uh reading tonight is from matthew 27 matthew 27 verses 50 to well we're going to start with 50 and 51 But Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Suddenly, the curtain of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked and the rocks were split. So, like I said, Joey uh, touched on this last month. Um, and exactly as he said, the... Uh, that that God tore the curtain because the curtain we have to imagine it was pretty tall I mean we can't we couldn't just from the ground tear that tear that curtain from the from the top to the bottom um, I mean it says right here in in God's word that there was a top to the curtain and there was a bottom and it was torn from top to bottom so that that had to be um, or that just shows us that God was uh, was letting us know that we no longer needed that curtain between uh, the uh, or in front of the holy of holies. We uh, of course we know that the priest um, could only go into the holy of holies uh, one one day. Um, one day a year, the way I understand, and uh, he could only go in with a with a blood sacrifice, and uh, it was a it was a ceremonial tradition, so to speak, and and it was the only way that their sins could be forgiven. But um, they didn't have to do that anymore because Christ had taken on all of our sins. And when he, when he gave up his spirit, he took on all of our sins and that sacrifice for us. And of course, the, uh, the next couple verses down in uh, chapter 27, verse 52 through 
54. The tombs were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and they came out of the tombs after, the, after his resurrection, entered the holy city, and appeared to many. We'll stop there. The, um, the tombs were opened for three days after Christ gave up his spirit. They were open for three days. That's, uh, is that, I mean, I, I, and, and I hope that, I hope that the Lord doesn't get mad at me for saying it this way, but I wrote it down as, that's the Lord saying, wait for it, wait for it, something big's about to happen. Um, and, I guess we can say that the grave of a believer is not, it, it's, it's a waiting room. It's not a final resting place because we're, our, our, we're, we're, our body's going into the grave, but we know that we're coming out one day and we're going to be uh, present with the Lord. And then in Matthew twenty-seven fifty-four, when the centurions and those with him who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they were terrified and said, truly, this man was the son of God. I think they had a, oh no, what have we done moment. They, uh, they realized that, um, that Jesus was all that he proclaimed to be and they, they had dis, disregarded him and, and, and in an effort to shut him up, they, they, they killed him. And if we remember the night that uh, Jesus was betrayed, Peter and the others, they ran away. They were afraid. They, uh, they were afraid that uh, they might be held on trial. You know, maybe they would be... Uh, condemned to death, uh, so they ran. We know that uh, Peter denied Christ three times before the uh, rooster crowed. And, um, but we see that almost immediately a revival because the, uh, the Bible tells us down in Matthew 27, 57, and I'll read a few verses. When it was evening, a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph came to, came, who himself had also became a, a disciple of Jesus. He approached Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. When Pilate ordered then Pilate ordered 
that it be released. So Joseph took the body, wrapped it in clean linen, clean fine linen, placed it in his new tomb, which he had cut into the rock. He left after rolling a great stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were seated there facing the tomb. That tells us a lot right there. Uh, that I say that there was a revival immediately after Jesus came down off of the cross because imagine if you're a disciple at that time and they had just killed our leader and you're going to go to these people and say, well, I want to show respect and, and bury him properly. Well, that... Um, that shows, I mean, it, it, I know when, when, the, when the school board was going through that strike, I was a little, there were certain times during that where I was like, okay, we need to cool this down a little bit. We need to go on back to work. Something bad's going to happen. We're going to end up getting in trouble or hurting ourselves if we don't just go on back to work. It all, we, we stuck to our guns or whatever, and it all kind of worked out, but, um, if, if you kind of see my point is, you know they had to be afraid, but he just stepped right up and said, I want to show the respect that Jesus, the Son of God, deserves in, in his burial. So there was no fear there. He just, he just stepped up. There was a revival. And also... Uh, Joseph of Arimathea was a, he was a secret believer. He, um, in, I think it's in John, John 19 tells us, John 19 verse 38. Got a new Bible and the pages are really new. John 19, verse 38. After his burial, Joseph of Arimathea was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might remove Jesus' body. Pilate gave him permission so he came and took his body away. So he was already afraid, but after, after, uh, after Jesus' death, he, there, was, there was that revival. Nicodemus also, in that same chapter, Nicodemus, who had previously come to Jesus at night, also came bringing a mixture of about 75 pounds of myrrh and aloe. They were no longer afraid to step up and show that, that they were believers of Jesus. 
So he, he went public. Nicodemus went public when he brought the uh, burial spices. Peter became very, and this is what uh, Jonathan was uh, talking about today a little bit, how um, how the disciples uh, started speaking out very uh, boldly for, uh, for the gospel. Many of Jesus's followers are speaking up. They're standing together. Even though Jesus never spoke up for himself at his own trial, he uh, he was uh, he was quiet when they asked him the questions. They asked him, uh, "Do you not hear what these people are testifying against you? Do you have not anything to say for yourself?" And and he uh, he didn't defend himself. Um, Jesus went to the cross for us. So we should take the example of his followers, Joseph, Arimathea, Nicodemus, the two Marys, all of his disciples. We should take their example, and since he died for us, we should live for him. And... <clears throat> 